Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. I have something to say about Birkenstocks. If I can have the conch for a moment, please. The other day I left my, my, well, my boat shoes to work. So I left my boat shoes at work and I had to go down and pick up a can of tuna from the supermarket. And I realised my How only How many cash grams of tuna? I'm a, one, I'm a one, two, five guy. One, two, five. Tuna strips. That's a solid amount of tuna. I think that's good. I think that's Thank good. Thank you. And, it, and it's showing. Yeah. No, it really is. You look great, It's Harry. my glowing skin. The mercury, go, the mercury poisoning. Do you go sea salt or do you go in brine? I like chilli oil. That's Ooh, right. I'm a Serena man. Okay. I'm a yeah. All right, all right, all right. That's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't get defensive when you called me posh before. Is yes, that's right. Room? I buy Serena. Dude, is this is a bunch of posh do. boys. Yes. Is there any room for zesty vinaigrette in the room? Oof, Matt, you're our... F- <laughs> when, the, when we're locked, sorry, even, we need you as a decisive vote. I was not paying attention. Zesty right. vinaigrette. <laughs> zesty vinaigrette. <laughs> What's happening with zesty vinaigrette? Tuna. Tuna. Do I like it? Three... Two, Two, one. one. Bam, bam, timed out. Sorry, Matt. Yes. Anyway, about the Birkenstocks. So I was wearing Birkenstocks, and my roommate says, "Harry, where you go? Where are you going?" And I'm like, "Mate, I'm wearing Birkenstocks. It's pretty obvious. I'm going to the local farmers markets, and I'm gonna talk to a guy there who makes hats, and I'm and I'm gonna tell him, "Wow, that's rad." But I'm not gonna buy a hat. And I'm gonna swing by Woolies on the way home. I'm going to Goma. Only for 15 minutes, then I'm going to upload a photo of me and my girlfriend before getting lost in the gift shop on the way out. I'm going to a talk about the sustainable use of bubble wrap with Jonathan Shree and a West End laundromat. But I'll struggle to find a park for the first 10 minutes and then I'll just go to fitness first for the night. Dog? There's a little doggy. There's a little doggy at the door. There's a little... Yeah, someone let him in. There's yeah, huh, a little doggy. It's a little let, doggy. Let that little bitch in. Oh. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh my. Ah! I am to free speech what Grant Denyer is to heroin. I love that shit. Right. Oh, I pay that. That's good. <laughs> and the other day, I was talking at work, all right? And as yes. I say, some things that come out of your mouth like yoga farts, they're your actual thoughts and you have to, you have to focus, you have to concentrate not to say them. And I recall the story. I met her friends from work. She was a teacher. Sure. I said, wow, your friends were cooler than I thought. And she said, why, why would you think they wouldn't be cool? And I told my colleagues at work, I said, I was pretty hard to come back from. But look, the truth was, you know, I just think all teachers, you know, are losers. Mm. And then my colleague says, my wife is a teacher. Yeah. Probably a pedophile. Can I just... Right now, I know it wasn't intentional, but the way that soundtrack lined up with what you said, oh, a Ruben Ducci, that was beautiful. <laughs> My wife's a teacher. Dun, 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 dun. Education. I really enjoyed that. You know, you just did the equivalent of when like a group of friends are standing around, like maybe at a music festival, having a really good time laughing, and then one person goes, "We're going to look back on this with so much fondness. We are going to be such good friends for Sam life." Sam is the Polaroid <laughs> guy. He's the annoying. He's the chronic Polaroider. Can I take you back 15 seconds, go to and we're all laughing together, loving each other? We're going to remember that forever. It's midnight. What are you kids still doing up? But Dad, why are you still up? A decanter of banter. Welcome to Fortress Z with Harry. You're here with Sam Bowden, Mike Crowley and Matthew Green. Remember, if there's one thing you've got to do today, it's make love to your woman. If you don't have a woman, fucking fine one. This is Portugal's Z, mate. If there's one thing you want to do today, it's make love to your partner. Partner, sorry, partner. Oh, yeah, as man. a queer man, I apologise. 
Make love to your partner. It's 2018, mate. Mate, I know. It's 2018. Shit. It is. How terrifying. I have is a that? job interview. It's 2018. Do you I remember when it was oh, my tax return? Forgot. Do you remember when it was September 11? Yeah. I yeah. Remember. It's 2018 I right now. How terrifying is that? 17 years. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. How did you guys celebrate the anniversary? Twin Towers. You know, this whole Twin Towers thing wasn't just, you know, Americans. It became personal. You know, Ian Thorpe was moments away from actually being in the building. He left his camera at home. So he went. Man, we're talking, hashtag no ad, Uncle Toby's, man of the hour. This guy, he's fueled on oats, right? Cities are fueled on oats. Ian Thorpe is fueled on on oats. And I'm talking like, if that man was in the building, can you imagine what would have actually happened, though? Like, yeah, he would have died. About, let's think about it. <laughs> he would have just died. I'm like, well, I, I guess we've, all we've got is Michael Klim. I think we've <laughs> I think we would have dealt with it. I think Australia has the resilience yeah. to rebuild after the fall of Ian Thorpe. Mate, we lost Harold Holt. Like, we can handle yeah. <laughs> Thorpe. <laughs> we lost the Prime but Minister let, and we, just, hold on, we just, shrugged it off. I mean, you say that, Sam, but like, let's just rethink the 2000 Olympics medley relay but he would have already done that he would have he would have he would have achieved Kurt but what about his status what about his legacy (laughs) his legacy would have been cemented forever do you remember 2000 Ian Thorpe he died I think Ian Thorpe should have died in September 11 so he could have achieved Stephen Bradbury-esque status yeah his large feet make me very uncomfortable I wish he died in 2001 as well I know right check out those fucking flippers oh excuse me um yeah forget, forget the fact that you're wishing death upon Ian Thorpe you said the F word can we go back to how did Harold Holt disappear? He just, I'm going to swim in the you, ocean. All right. Don't you know? Prime Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover needed our involvement in Vietnam. Robert Menzies was the only member of the party that wanted that involvement. So then Harold Holt went for a swim, disappeared, suddenly we're in Vietnam. Didn't you guys know that? Wow. I had no idea of it. Is that true? If only they taught conspiracy it, it theories funny. in primary school, this would be common knowledge. But, you know, I'm sick of the stigma around conspiracy theories. It implies that there's they're kind a lot of, of not stigma. true. There's a lot of hatred. Yeah, I think there's it's 2018. It's 2018, we should be able to say, this is a conspiracy theory, and it could be completely true. We're, we're, we're missing the big issue, and the big issue is the link between poor town planning and drug overdoses at dance music festivals. I mean, this is a travesty. I, mean, I, I I personally feel very deeply about this, but before we get stuck in, I just want to hear what Sam has to say about it. I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. No, 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 no. As a as a, a copyright disclaimer, we, we there's no oh, okay, link. there's okay, no sorry. link between Niles right, Barkley and there's, this. There's this no is link. completely original music live from Four Triple Z. There's no, no link between, between this artist Balls Narkley. Emails, emails, uh, look, emails I, I, copyright look, lawyers. I've got to be honest, I've never overdosed in a music festival. Uh, I think if you wanted to be genuinely honest about it, I think you need pill testing because people are going to take drugs for the rest of eternity. Oh, we're going to have to wrap it up there. It's not Triple J, mate. We're not going to be talking about pill testing at music festivals all night. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to tell you how this band I love was crushing it. Look, so I got I got one hour, all right? You, we, got, we got this 24 hours of Triple J. I got one hour. All right. Look, all I'm saying is that I, you know, hey, I love taking I love taking drugs. And if there's somewhere I can test my drugs at a music festival, I'm on board. If I can't test my drugs, uh, guess what? Some paramedics problem. 
I'm a, I'm a libertarian, each their own. And people say all well, these things should be illegal because they're a drain on the public health system. I say, look, cigarette taxes, I get. You know, people smoke cigarettes and they get sick, they have to go to hospital. But what if you have private health insurance? Private health insurance. They, they should be like, you should have to pay the taxes if you don't have private health. Right. That's not a bad idea. However, I feel like a lot of people that are whinging like, this is a drain on the public health system. They're real fat. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot of people that were like, you're fat. You're a fat, late 50-something. Yeah, but you're fat, Sam. Hey, no, I am comfy. <laughs> Sam. I am comfy. For, for those at home, Sam is incredibly obese. Hey, how dare you, Harry? Just because I'm on the show because I heard the buzzword decanter. I what? wheeled you up that big hill on that wheelchair. I, I've earned the right to say that. For the audience at home, uh, I'm actually not that fat. Harry was just talking about the weight of my dick, uh, which is so heavy that it requires three men to lift it and eventually ejaculate it. That's why there's four of us here. Exactly. Um, yeah. Work but back to the crazy thought of the yeah. week, okay. all right? Yes. So, at some point, Australia's population grew. Yeah. All right? And we decided we weren't going to live in little houses with front gardens and back gardens and little side gardens where you'd be cleaning up one day and you'd find condoms outside your sister's windows. With cutthroat people. Yeah, take that, Darlinghurst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're calling Remember you out, Darlinghurst. Cutthroat people? <laughs> oh, I just oh, said, I, I know yeah, well, I know there's a lot of Darlinghurst fans listening tonight, but guys, we're sick of the cutthroat. We are. We are. Yeah, but yeah. You guys are so you guys are so posh. It's almost like you haven't killed a street boy in Barcelona in 2014 over 200 euros. Yeah, I come from North Queensland. I don't even know where Darlinghurst is. To be oh, honest. it's it's is in Sydney. Okay. Uh, I'll give you an impression of Darlinghurst. Oh, I'm drinking tonight because my husband did a bunch of cocaine and fucked a hooker. Yeah, that's Darlinghurst. All right. In, in, I never want to go in there. 17 characters or less. But the whole point is, all right, eventually uh, the, the how we live became more dense, okay? We're living in apartments. What do you do if someone is uh, on the... All right, I, I was talking to a guy the other day, okay. and, and uh, he said that someone was playing bagpipes back, back when he lived in a group of flats in West End, right. and it was like 2 a.m. at night, so they went out and they said, look, mate... We, we love the bagpipes that we love it. Like, we're real into it. But it's 2am. Can you just knock it off? And he said, he turned around with fire in his eye. And he said, my psychiatrist said it would be good for me. And he kept playing the bagpipes. And see, this is the thing. Look, bagpipes as an instrument, very underrepresented at music festivals. Like, back into our play in towning sort of, you know, conversation. Are we saying... I mean, this is the vibe I'm getting from you, Harry, is that if we have more bagpipe representation at a music festival, that guy's not going to be going psycho at a music festival. He's getting mad. He's taking drugs. He's at a music festival. He's yep. taking drugs to have fun. But he's also, deep down, he's very insecure that he can't play bagpipes. He doesn't feel included on a bagpipe lineup. There's no bagpipe lineup in Australia. two words. Bagpipe quotas. Bagpipe well, quotas. how about this? Why doesn't he just join a John Farnham cover band and cover You're the Voice? Every night. Uh, every night for the rest. Or he could kill himself. Like, what a loser. Like, dude, you're playing bagpipes. I mean, I play yeah. bagpipes. I think that's dude, the... bagpipes are sick. I'm not... Bagpipe, bagpipes. We, we love bagpipes. Then we can put our, we can put our hands in the middle and say, Look, I've got three, two, one, bagpipes. My you... point is, my point is, if you're playing bagpipes at that time at night, you got issues outside of the bagpipes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the kind of thing that black in the early noughties... Yeah, but it's, like, it's always... No, that's the stigma of bagpipes. That's this is 2018. I think it's always bagpipe point. time somewhere. It's the old adage. Everyone says it. It's always bagpipe time somewhere. And let's let's not forget <laughs> that Greenwich Meridian... It's 2 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> Greenwich Meridian time 
It's Work Greenwich, that. you f- you heathen. It's Greenwich meantime. Greenwich. I thought you were a posh boy. It's Greenwich meantime. Greenwich Meridian time. All right, let's work backwards. So what time Please is it? Please continue. The, if he's on the bagpipes, it's only bloody eight hours back, two in the morning. It's four o'clock for him. He's no, less than that. It's, I'm it's, hearing it's, you talking baggies. I'm hearing you talking baggies. I want to know what Matt thinks about bagpipes. Long way to the top. Best bagpipe song <laughs> in history. Anyone disagree with that? I don't think so. That's ACDC, I really man. Disagree with that. Join an ACDC <laughs> cover band, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if you're playing bagpipes, you know, play some Akadaka. Hang out right? with Angus. Like, tell you what, that's yeah. a good idea. I wonder if anyone's ever thought of that. An ACDC covers band. But just exclusively bad bagpipes. I don't think that's ever been done. Akadaka I'm cover band. I'm going to write that one down. Quick. It's cool. <laughs> Quick. We might be first. <laughs> hey, you guys want to do an Akadaka covers band? I'm going to be the bassist. I'm going to start selling meth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be Bon Scott. I'm going to drown in my car. I love it. I'm going to yeah. be Angus Young. I'm going to have sex with a 12-year-old. That's. I don't know if that happened. I was just throwing out allegations. <laughs> well, you know, rock and roll lifestyle, you know what I mean? I hey, actually... back in the 80s, they loved that. I, I once said to someone, I said, look, every single person in show business in the, in the, in the 1970s did cocaine. And they said, Ari, you can't assume that. And I actually said, I think you can. Anyway, going back to why there is a link and a okay. strong one at that between uh, urban uh, town planning yep. and drug overdoses at dance music festivals. Mm. So we've become dense in how we are uh, in, in our residential addresses or right, either in apartment right. buildings. Dense. Less people learning classical instruments or at least instruments that don't require headphones to hear what you're playing. Or your so parents to be... Extremely overbearing. My parents yes. weren't from uh, Shanghai, so I never learned how to play the violin at four years old. That is incredibly accurate. <coughs> it's racist. It's I look. I got to be honest. It's it it is racial, but I wouldn't put it as racist. I I grew up with a very I grew up in a very advanced music program in, at the, where I went to school, and we found that the people that excelled were the students that were learning a classical instrument at a very young age. Uh, and I felt that my background allowed me to learn other things like how to get thrown into a drywall. Uh, whereas other parents were like, hey, you need to learn violin. Uh, back to music festivals and drug overdoses. <laughs> Good deflection. <laughs> uh, <that's>... um, <laughs> So, because less people are learning classical instruments and they're getting this, more of this bedroom music, you know, yeah. dubstep, dubstep, hard style. Hard style. We're having more dance music festivals where you need drugs to enjoy yourself. I mean, you don't see. <laughs> Do we go to QPAC on a Tuesday night and see Russian penis or a Chinese one at that? And. <laughs> Do we see people. With eyes like dinner plate, do we see people fist Here's pumping thing, and sweating though. and Here's the thing. leaving every five minutes to get a in glass of water? Room. Have you ever double dropped while listening to Tchaikovsky's um, major C? Only, only to Chopin. Oh, you dropped to Chopin? Yeah. Okay, that's I cool. put it to you that if I I never dabbled in any of this stuff. Right. I'm going to speculate here. But if, if. By double drop, I mean double drop the octave. It, absolutely. I thought you meant hardcore illegal drugs. No, just octaves. But if people take drugs and it enhances their enjoyment of dance music, I mean, I single chord dance music, if you took drugs to Tchaikovsky, Mozart, Beethoven, surely that would be even more out of this world. Do you think you'd become Bradley Cooper from Limitless? I think that depends on the drug. Well, I'm just saying, like, classical music, there's a, been shown studies that links 
geniusness with listening to classical music. I think you would become Bradley Cooper from Limitless. That's all I'm saying. Are you referencing that idea that uh, if you play a young baby classical music, they get smarter? Yeah, yeah, but also feed them something. I go go one further. I go one further. When When I have a child... As soon as it pops out, I'm gonna pull it out by its legs out of out of my my beautiful partner's uh, private. I'm just gonna pull it out. They do traditionally come head yeah. first, but no, no, not mine. No, you're And I'm gonna immediately. Ask you're going them. for a stillbirth then? Yeah, I'm going. That's what I'm, that's what we're doing. That's all right. That's the best. Thank, yeah. thank yeah, you. That's Matt. right. It's still a voice of reason. Maddie, still points on the board. As the Matt Mize. Now, I will immediately ask my baby, "What are your thoughts on Julia Gillard's policies as prime minister?" And then I will show it a video of September 11 and say, "This is what the world's like." So it doesn't grow up and all muddy cuddled and thinking everything's sunshine and rainbows. It'll know from day dot that people fly planes into our buildings. Does anybody have the number for Child Protective Services handy? Is it? Of course not. They don't want to answer my calls. <laughs> yeah, looking to adopt a child. This guy keeps killing kids. We can't have him. We can't have him on our books. Also, if you pull a kid out, oh, leg first, may I add. Uh, and you're like, what do you think of child? What do you think of Julia Gillard's policies today? I really wish that doctor would smack that kid's butt, and it would start crying, and then it would say, "Ha ha 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 ha!" That is ten years ago, mate. What the fuck? Yeah, how old are your? References? Why do you ask me about Scomo? <laughs> and then you know what you do? You raise that kid in an insulated environment where it is genderless, and yes. you raise it to believe that the sky is purple. And that veganism is correct. Hey, so it's, it's radio as well. So if you do say something controversial, we can, just, we can all just pin it on Matt. That's fine. I'll take it. Well, I was going to blame a producer. Lucinda, the producer. Do you guys... Well, I don't know her. I mean, Lucinda. I've only known a couple of Lucindas. Lucinda. 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 Hello. Wait, there's somebody <laughs> listening to this? Yeah, the producer. Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> hey. Can we get the volume up on the uh, Ice House instrumental? I am... Um, I, yeah, I'm I, just working on it. I don't know many Lucindas, but every Lucinda I know is a total babe. I feel like all Lucys these days, their full name is actually Lucinda. Really? Yeah, no, actually, I, every Lucy yeah. I know is a Lucinda. It's scary. I reckon every Lucinda I've ever met has been really attractive, too. Yeah, I've never boned a Lucinda. I've boned a Lucy. Except one. But did you know if she was a Lucinda? No, she was a Lucy. We grew up together. It was oh, a very true. distraughting time. I had a job interview with a lady named Lucinda, and then she called me on my birthday Tell me I didn't get it. I've never That's met brutal. a Lucinda, but I've been to a town in North Queensland called Lucinda. A lot of rough people there. There's a town called Lucinda? You yeah. love North Queensland. That's where I'm from. That's my people. Um, there you go. See, he's a North Queensland boy. Violent, but fair. Do you want to have a quick shout-out to your people in North Queensland? Yep, sure. Why not? Can you play um, K-San in the background? Can I request it? Uh, That's uh, fine. This will do. Lucinda, can we get K-San? I personally... No! Sorry, mate. Shout out to all my people in Townsville, the Burdekin region. Enjoy your run. Have a good night. Enjoy your run out there in North Queensland. Remember that the bananas will always come back next summer. (laughs) But the strawberries will always have needles. I'm I'm drunk. This is a shout out to the Great Barrier Reef. We'll always remember you. I love what? coral and minky whales. And that one girl called Tash that took me out snorkeling back in 2007. I was 14. I didn't know what it was like to be with a woman. But if I could be with a woman, it would be with you, Tash. 
I know you went back to Austria, but quite frankly, you're the lonely man. Listen to a decanter banter. Was Michael Jackson a pedophile? You know what? I watched a documentary. Not like. legally found, but defamation. You, like you, can't, you can't defame a dead person, so keep going with that, Matt. We oh, won't, that we won't take question. the ball off you. That's good because my next thing was about Steve Irwin. But uh, you go first. <laughs> Steve, okay. well, no, Steve Irwin was a no, pedophile. <laughs> well, you won't. There'll be no defamation suit, he but there'll fucked be. Fuck that stingray. <laughs> yeah, of hordes of angry Sunshine Coast residents coming after you. My, I, see, this is how I found out that, that Steve Irwin was dead. I was leaving a classroom in Sydney. And um, there was a man uh, in my in my grade, and he 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 was laughing, and he said to me, "Hey, you know that Steve Owen guy?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, <laughs> "He's dead." Then I met, I I have a friend from the Sunshine Coast. His parents sat him and his brother down and said, "Look, guys, today Steve Owen died," and the, him he and his brother cried, just cried uncontrollably. I was in assembly in Scotland, and imagine this for <laughs> national pride. Steve Irwin's fucking dead. Steve Irwin got <laughs> no, stabbed in the heart by a stingray. I got to school. I got to school, and here I am, supposed to be this Australian kid at this Scottish school. And they go, "Mate, you're doing alright." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine." And they're like, "Steve Irwin's just died." <laughs> Do stingrays die when they sting you? Is that like so. bees? I maybe, think maybe it's a, it might be quite similar. I don't know, actually. Yeah, because. Maybe the stingray was just didn't feel good about itself. I I was reading uh, Jordan B. Peterson's book, and he said, "Look, he used to be into socialism, but uh, he realised it was more about jealousy of the rich than sympathy for the poor, and so he uh, no longer subscribed to the whole socialism thing." And I said, "Look, uh, he wasn't there. I was reading his book, but I still put it down." I said, "Look, Jordan, um, don't give up on a cause. It's because you don't." like the reasons why some people support the the cause all right say say jordan say um you loved cheese you were buying cheese you were eating a lot of cheese and then one day you found out that there was a man in your local town who was just buying swiss cheese so he could put his penis in one of those holes in the block of cheese and he was having his way with the block of swiss cheese that's the only reason he was buying the swiss cheese would you stop buying or eating cheese altogether because there was a man out there who was uh, using the holes in a Swiss cheese block uh, for sexual pleasure um, and the Swiss cheese was not consenting? Um, would that stop you eating cheese? I don't think so, Jordan. So I think um, you should just go out and say it. Say what we're all saying. You became disillusioned because every time a country has uh, dabbled in the dark art of socialism... Um, quality of life for all people across the board um, has decreased. Just my opinion, by the way, as well. Text in if you disagree, and if your text um, doesn't actually disagree, I'll read it out. Why are all horror films these days just the and then another word? That the is conjuring. a real... The grudge. That is a real brittle segue. The, the nun. Purge, the nun. It means there's a finite amount of horror films we can make because they can only use every word in the dictionary with I, the in front look, of it. The sock. That's how I feel about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, yeah, I, I think it's just a real bastardization of the definite article. I mean, yeah. what's what's wrong with keeping it? it? If anything, this is Sam's just looking at me like he hates. What if you use no, every no, word? No, I'm, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for this. Okay, I'm so when so 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 you use the word again, it'd be like the sock. Open bracket again. Close bracket. Well, so here's what I'm saying. The using the 
That's definite, right? The is a word that indicates a definite. One. Only one. Only one. Still Only shiny. Definite. But what about a nun? Which nun is it? You don't fucking know. Even scarier. A nun. Or Who's the nun? I got an even it's scarier one. It's not the nun. It's a nun. Hey, it's a nun. Maybe that's because it's been a priest for years. Yeah, I thought it'd be the priest would be how scarier. Come, how come the horror movie is the nun and not the priest? That's a, yeah. It's too real. It's a good... Well, hey, everyone, watch out for Father Giuseppe. He keeps making his uh, appendages uh, disappear. <laughs> his cuddles will haunt you. His cuddles will haunt you. <laughs> oh, God. He will cuddle you once, but he will cuddle you forever. <laughs> Could you imagine doing a horror movie about a priest raping a kid? Because yeah. that would be scary. <laughs> you follow the journey of this little page boy. I don't like, want to follow it. No, correct. That's why it's a fantastic horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you get this little kid called Leonardo. Yeah, I, I love it's, Jesus. It's so much. I, I love it Jesus. I don't know if it's a I horror movie or a convent. I just want to sing in the choir. I want to sing in the choir. Father Giuseppe, why are you inside of my butthole? And then, you know, and then suddenly, you know, he has issues. And then why that's a great horror movie is because Leonardo becomes a priest and then he becomes a pedophile. I'll and tell you why it's a horror movie because that just sounds like a crime. Yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. It's that it just sounds it's, like it's a the crime true story of the Catholic know, Church. Yeah, well, you're like, yeah. That's why. That's why. If you follow the Catholic Church, you're a fool. <laughs> you follow them on Twitter. Just. You follow them on Twitter. <laughs> hey, nothing going on here. Yeah, they they hashtag oh, no one too. They have Oh God. <laughs> what's what's next? Maybe we just play a song. <laughs> it's Sticky Fingers. <laughs> this one's called Our Town. They're coming to a town near you. (laughs) Playing Brisbane in October. Secret gig. If you're on their mailing list, you'll get a link to buy tickets. Playing River Stage. Yes. Fair point. We'll go uh, anti-clockwise. Mike. Because I'm just going to call Mike out here. I I texted him when when tickets came out. I said, Mike, sticky fingers. Mike replied, "Um, mm, unsure about the allegations about them. Okay. I felt uncomfortable. As uh, as a, an, as Sam said, definitely not Saints Last Hour, and um, but no, certainly I I don't think that. Oh yeah, tell me about it, Mike. Tell me about. <laughs> I get really turned on by social justice since last year. No, no, genuinely, this is kind of a nice juxtaposition between the music that's happening and I get really serious, turned on by the, the outcasting of, of, of a band Harry. for social justice that, purposes is that, no no I, did, I, I genuinely felt like I was unable to support their music after all the flack that's come out yeah tell me more just really not supporting them and, and why why is that why were you supporting because I just I'm a flag? really unsupportive guy does not listen when people are assholes do you get sweaty when you think about sticky fingers only because they're Sweaty, they're sweaty as well. You get sweaty? Do you get sweaty, Mike? I get sweaty, Mike. You seem nervous, Mike. Yeah, why are you nervous? I'm just very angry. Does social justice sweat. make you nervous? I'm sweat. angry inside. Sweat, 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 sticky, sweat, sweat, sticky fingers, sweat, sticky. Put it in my butthole. Sweat, sweat, assault a cabbie. And Matt. Yeah. You've been awfully quiet this whole time. So, A, do you support Sticky Fingers and support wife-beating misogyny, racism, and the Catholic Church? I do, and no. (laughs) (laughs) 
You animal. No, to be completely honest, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Sticky Fingers. I don't know. I don't follow their music. Um, I don't know much about them. I didn't know about the accusations until Sam just informed me. So I don't know. They seem like pretty shitty guys. Um, you know, if they're abusing people, fucking don't. You yeah, know what? It's just not cricket. That's it's that's what cricket. the majority of Generation Y people are doing. I've heard some things. Um, <coughs> Mike, <coughs> Mike, <coughs> I've heard some things. I don't want to listen to them anymore. Well, I did. I never really know much about it, but I'm not gonna. No, well, I do know much. They, 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 they were racist to. Just a moment. Yeah, <laughs> racist. Fuck well, sexual assault allegations against Thelma Plant as well as assault allegations and racism and discrimination against her as an Aboriginal person. That was my. That was that was the moment. That was. I, before that, I hadn't heard of the other allegations, which are not great, as Sam already outlined. Well, see, that's why I don't listen to Methyl Ethel, because I heard they were responsible for the Holocaust. I heard they did the whole thing. Yeah, no, I heard the same thing. I actually heard the same thing. We've been boycotting this whole time, but Why do you have to go and make me cut your hair? (laughs) The trouble is four people not going to Splendour in the Grass doesn't really... I know. doesn't really work. That's obviously false. Methyl Ethel have been an innocent party. They're a new band. They were not around in the 30s and the 40s. I would like to rescind my comment. And here's a new number from Methyl Ethel. Uh, very controversial stuff coming out of the women's uh, US Open final. Um, now, a lot of people say, oh, you know, to be to be uh, the champion, you have to really want to win. And I completely agree. And the sort of behaviour we saw from Serena Williams there, you know, the smashing of the racket, the arguing of the umpire, it's all very understandable from a champion because if you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, they say, oh, he, you know, he's a crybaby. They, you know, you, uh, they say, they look, they look at Nick Kyrgios and they say, well, he's not actually a champion, Harry. You can't talk about him in the same breath as these other people. And I say, you're absolutely correct. And I say, you know, you, you, you look at Tiger Woods, champion, philanderer. These guys aren't perfect. They want to win. Tiger Woods, he says, I don't want to just win golfing. I want to win the Mad Rooter Awards amongst my friend group. About, I'm going to bang the most girls this year. Um, so he's a champion. Um, and I'm sure he did win. And I remember um, the, the great Argentinian soccer coach, Diego Simeone. Um, Champions League final, I think it was 2014. His team were about 4-1 down. And he was still losing the plot. He was running onto the field. He got red carded like multiple times. I thought we banned you. Get back into the the stands. And, um, you know, if if he was carrying on like that in the middle of Brunswick Street Mall on a Tuesday morning, people would say, oh, there's just another Argentinian ice addict ranting and raving in the middle of Brunswick Street Mall on a Tuesday morning. But he was on a soccer field in a suit. And so people just said, that's Diego. That's just Diego being Diego. Um, But anyway... And then people say, oh, but Harry, you're forgetting about Roger Federer. He's a champion, but he never loses the plot. And I say, well, that's not exactly a fair point because Roger Federer, as we all know, is actually a replicant, a Blade Runner replicant. Um, Not actually a human, but a robot. And, uh, you know, we're going to realise this in about 20... The year 2049... We're going to be looking at Roger going, hang on, this guy hasn't aged one bit. He still looks youthful and plump. And um, then Harrison Ford's going to come running running past going, stop him, stop him, shooting a laser beam gun at Roger Federer. And then he'll finally, um, he'll finally get him. And Roger Federer will be lying there in the rain, slowly dying. And, he, and Roger Federer will say, 
I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears and rain. Time to die. And, um... So those will be Roger Federer's last words. And, well, to be a champion, uh, it doesn't exactly excuse the sort of behaviour we saw from Serena Williams. People say, look, yes, we know, she smashed the racket, she called the the umpire a thief and a liar. Um, but, you know, look, she's a champion, one of the greatest of all time. And I say, well, that's what they said about O.J. Simpson. He was a one of the great baseballs. He was a champion. Uh Let's not give that excuse too much traction, otherwise he'll be back on the streets. You know, they say Jeffrey Dormer was a champion taxidermist. Did Jeffrey use that excuse when human remains were found in his freezer? Um, but yes, I think what Serena did, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was a Harry uh, in Brisbane, uh, in a Brisbane kebab store in 2002. She had a bit of a Harry 2002 kebab store moment. Um it was quite an event in the, in the Lee family. I had had a few kebabs down in Sydney and then we went on a family holiday up to Brisbane and on this particular day, my parents uh, generously offered to buy me a kebab. I'd never had tabbouleh before. And um, I, without even uh, asking for my consent, I suddenly found myself eating a kebab um, stuffed with tabbouleh and I had no idea what this stuff was I was an innocent 7 year old I'd never been exposed to this sort of material before this parsley and uh, tomato and lemon juice and um, basically for a, a whole day I cried and I was upset and I refused to eat the kebab and, he, and um, my brother actually marked the date. He said this was tantrum day. And even for the next 10 years, every single d uh, time that date fell upon us, my brother would say, happy Harry tantrum day. Um, and, and in fact, my brother did a lot of that sort of stuff. And in a, in a way, in, in these modern times, I, I've become in, uh, quite impervious to provocation. I, I put up with a lot of things. I never really snap. I would say I'm pretty good at that, just putting up with things. But uh, I feel like as I say that, God, he'll test me at some point. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get divorced and made redundant in the same week. And then I'll be walking down the street and someone will say, Hey, nice socks, you wanker. And I'll just snap. I'll just be like, what did you just say about my socks? You Die, die. Yeah, but I think I'll look pretty good in an orange jumpsuit. It's my color. It brings up my eyes. Um, anyway, so... Basically, Serena Williams, she's, she's come off the uh, the court and she said, look, the, these penalties that I received for you know, essentially calling the umpire corrupt and for smashing my racket, they're sexist. The umpire was sexist. Um, look, I'm not, I've actually never seen a whole game uh, penalty before, but the people say, and this is one of my favourite quotes of the year, this, this BBC journalist, in inverted commas, um, Sue Barker, she says, look, the umpire was following the rules by the book, but Serena has a point. Right, so what she's essentially saying is, look, the, the, the decision was completely correct, but it's sexist. It's like it's like uh, marking a grade four maths exam. And, uh, and, and the question is, uh, what is four squared? And a child in grade four answers the question and says, 16. And you mark it and you say, look, yes, four squared is 16, but that's sexist. Um, that's Sue Barker logic. Um, 
Yeah, it's like a, the MasterChef finale. And you get the recipe for Adriano Zumbo's uh, croquet bush dessert. And you spend five hours making this thing meticulously according to the, the recipe provided in the book. And you, you do it perfectly and you serve it up to George Columbaris. And he looks you square in the eye, his eyes bloodshot. And he says, look, uh, this croquet bush tastes perfect. Just like Adriano Zumbo's. But it's sexist. So now to something completely different and a lot more concerning. Um, I was watching Four Corners the other day, the ABC uh, program, Four Corners. Uh, this journalism is so cutting edge. You could you could just sit down a watermelon in front of Four Corners, and if you have the sound up loud enough, it'll dice that watermelon for a family of five. So cutting edge. And as I was watching, I heard a story on this program that was just so shocking. I could not stop screaming. I was just sitting there screaming, screaming. This story was that shocking. A neighbor quickly came over, climbed through the window and said, look, I've heard a lady screaming. Is everything everything okay? And I said, oh, yes, yeah, lady screaming. She's, she's left. It's okay now. Um, and this story was about um, this royal commission into these financial institutions. And there was a story about AMP, uh, AMP charging fees for no service. Just let that sink in. Um, it's just creepy. It's just wrong. It just... Oh, my God. It actually gives me diarrhea just to think about it. Maybe it's those leftovers. Look, AMP were charging their customers fees for no service. Put another way, um, it's an organisation taking money off me and I get nothing in return. I was furious, furious to hear this. An organisation was taking money off me forcibly and I was getting nothing in return. I was so furious about this, so furious that I decided I needed to do something. So I called my local MP and I said, Trevor! Trev! We're on a first name basis because I ring up every week and I uh, say, oh, look, under the Constitution, you have no right to govern me and uh, there's a conspiracy that the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction um, according to Roman Catholic law. They get these calls from me a lot. So I say, Trev, you have to do something. I've been watching Four Corners and there is an organisation taking money off me forcibly and I'm getting nothing in return. And um, I say, Trev, you have to do something. I'm getting charged a bucket load. We all are. And we're getting nothing in return. And Trevor pauses and he says, Look, Harry, I'm sorry. We all have to pay our taxes. And our stamp duty. And our local rates, the local council. And I say, oh, well, Trev, I was talking about AMP. But now that you mention it, you're absolutely right. What the hell is a tax? What the hell is a tax? You know, half our taxes go to welfare these days. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's not a good cause, but I'm saying I uh, sure as hell ain't getting nothing in return there. Um, do I do I sleep at night a little bit better knowing that a pensioner has a little bit more money to spend at the, the on the pokies at their local Kedron Wavell Services Club? Um, it's it, it, how how uh, 
double standard-ish of these government uh, people to come out saying how disgraceful of AMP for charging its customers fees for absolutely no service. I'd say they're actually doing a better job than our governments who bloody forcibly take all our money, right? And we get nothing in bloody return. Where's it go? Millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to Indonesia and there's a slight tremor and someone's... Well, actually, a lot of people die. But look, I'm just saying they gave a lot of money to Indonesia when there was a natural disaster, all right? That was, that was my money. Don't give it to Indonesia. Give it to me. Give it back to me. It's like a, it started raining the other day. In, in a, they said it was a real feel-good story. They said, look, after all that drought in Dubbo and western New South Wales, there is rain. At last, there is rain. And I thought, that is just fantastic news. Can they give back all those millions of dollars now? Um um, now let's talk about hangovers. All you under 18 year olds, uh, better switch off now uh, before mum and dad come in and catch you hanging around in a bloody local playground after dark listening to a man on the radio talking about alcohol. Um, the last thing they want to do is come home early from their holiday, barge in the door, find a whole bunch of uh, underage kids sitting around in their living room, the whole place trashed, with the sound turned up on the radio with a man talking about alcohol. Um, they will just disown you. Um, so what is the best hangover cure? Some people say it's sunlight and a walk. Others say no, it's actually listening to Fran Drescher's laugh over and over. <laughs>